Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Today's episode is going to be about flexible intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is actually something that I'm often asked about. So people ask me, do I recommend it? Do I not recommend it? And what I found is that flexible intermittent fasting is much simpler to follow than the traditional method. And it's something that I actually naturally started to do before I even realized that it's called flexible intermittent fasting. So today I'm going to be breaking down what intermittent fasting is with the twist of added flexibility, the benefits of intermittent fasting, who it may be good for, and lastly, how you can get started. Now, before we start, I do want to give this disclaimer. I am not a doctor. So if you have chronic health conditions, just make sure that you discuss any changes to your nutrition with your healthcare provider. So you've probably heard about the concept of calories in, calories out, and that this is supposedly the only way to lose weight, right? So the concept itself is actually not quite as simple. I always say if it was that simple, then no one would have issues with their weight, right? Just exercise more than you eat and you'll be fine. Um, it's not, not that simple. There are a lot of other components that come into play when it comes to calories in, calories out. One of them being that not all calories are created equal. And also, the more you exercise, the more fuel your body requires. So I don't believe in strict diets that focus on calorie counting. And I don't support this limiting belief that I often hear that women just have to accept weight gain as part of getting older because our metabolism starts to slow down. There's definitely ways to offset all of these things. One of those ways is intermittent fasting. So you may have heard about these huge claims that intermittent fasting can help you with weight loss and it can help improve your metabolic health and it can even extend your lifespan. And maybe you're like me and initially got turned off by the idea of not eating for 16 to 24 hours. You know, that just sounds like a lot at first glance, right? It's like, wait, I can't eat for how long? Um, the good news is that there are several different methods of intermittent fasting and they range from very strict to flexible. As you probably know by now. Obviously, I don't like complicated shit, hence the name of this podcast. So um, this is why flexible intermittent fasting works really well for my lifestyle. So what does flexible intermittent fasting actually mean, right? What it means is that you get to decide what your eating window will be every day. And the beauty of it is that it doesn't have to be the same window day after day. Whereas in traditional intermittent fasting, it's it's a lot more strict. It's like you pick your windows of eating and you stick to that shit. With the flexible intermittent fasting, you get to change it as it fits your lifestyle. And, and that's what I really love about it. It's just that the, the idea that if you decide to eat later in, in a day, you're not bound to these, these preset time limits that you've given yourself. So let's be very clear. Intermittent fasting is actually not a diet. It's a pattern of eating. 
It's a way of scheduling your meal so that you get the most out of them. So while intermittent fasting doesn't change what you eat, it changes when you eat. I like to think of it as similar to high intensity interval training. So HIIT training, which is actually one of my favorite types of exercise because it's it's simple and it's effective, right? So with HIIT training, it's periods of high intensity exercise followed by low intensity exercise. Intermittent fasting is the same concept. So there are times in the day where you're eating and there are times in the day where you're not eating anything at all. So really quickly, we're gonna get technical just for a minute. When we eat, Insulin is secreted by the pancreas to move sugar into the cells, and we store the bulk of our sugar in our liver and our muscles. When we exceed those storage sites, we store it as fat. When we're fasting, insulin levels are low and our body taps into fat stores for energy. Now, because we don't enter into a fasted state until 12 hours after our last meal, it's actually rare that our bodies are in this fat-burning state under typical eating circumstances. So fasting puts your body in a fat-burning state that you're rarely going to make it to during a normal eating schedule of eating three meals a day or eating six small meals a day or every three hours or, you know, whatever diet advice, you know, is is circulating out there about, you know, you have to eat every three hours, otherwise your metabolism will will get fucked up. Um, So this is one of the reasons why a lot of people who start intermittent fasting lose weight without actually changing what they eat or how much they eat or how often they exercise. That explains that whole phenomenon, right? So contrary to popular belief, you don't have to eat all day. You don't have to snack. Like this isn't how you keep your metabolism fast. That's quite a myth. The reality is eating every three hours or eating six meals a day, it's not only a lot of work in terms of planning and preparation, it's also a lot of work for your digestive system to be constantly processing all of this food. When it comes to intermittent fasting, you pick your time windows of eating and not eating. Skipping breakfast is actually the easier way to do this since you're technically fasting while you're sleeping. You're just extending the fast into your typical breakfast time. Now, I know we've all heard since we were kids that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but that's also inaccurate. Your first meal of the day should absolutely be nutritious, just like all of your meals should be nutritious. But you can eat breakfast at noon if you really want to, right? There's no rule that says that breakfast needs to happen at 7 a.m. or within the first 30 minutes after you wake up. This is not true. One of the reasons why intermittent fasting works so well for weight loss is that if you're skipping breakfast in the morning, you can reduce your caloric intake by 20 to 40 percent. The 20 to 40 percent reduction in calories means that you're able to fuel fat loss. Other than fat loss, a few other benefits to intermittent fasting include the opportunity to lose visceral fat around our abdomen and our major organs, also known as the stomach pooch or that mom belly. There can also be an improvement in your mental clarity because insulin levels are low. Intermittent fasting also causes spikes in the human growth hormone, which helps us with our lean muscle mass, which, you know, just helps to enhance those lean, long, sexy muscles that we're trying to achieve when we're doing our strength training. Fasting can also lower your blood pressure and studies show that it can actually reduce your risk for developing cancer and Alzheimer's disease. Over periods of time, people who fast become more fat adapted, so they tend to be able to burn fat faster. Another thing, as counterintuitive as it sounds, 
when you're doing intermittent fasting, you'll start to find that you're actually not always hungry because you're actually going to learn to become more in tune with your body's cues, your hunger signals, your fullness signals. And one additional benefit is just its simplicity. If you think about it, right now, you're probably eating around the same time every day. With intermittent fasting, it's the same thing. You just learn to not eat at certain times. But it's not for everyone. So again, if you're not sure, always consult with your doctor. Make sure that your blood work is up to date. Just ensure that this can be an okay method for you as an individual. Just because someone else is doing it, just because I'm saying that it can work, doesn't mean that it works for everyone. As with any health or diet advice, always make sure that you consult with your doctor, especially if you have any any chronic issues. You'll want to avoid intermittent fasting if you're diabetic. It's also not for children or for adolescents or anyone over the age of 70. It's also not for anyone who's pregnant, has chronic heart issues or kidney or renal issues. Also, if you have a history of a disordered relationship with food, this might not be the best strategy because it can agitate those tendencies. Again, you know your history the best. So just make the best decisions and consult with your physician if you have any questions on if this would be a good option for you. Now that we've addressed all of that, if you're still with me and you want to try this out, here's how I recommend to get started in the simplest ways. So the most popular intermittent fasting window is the 16-8 method, meaning 16 hours of fasting and 8 hours of eating. If you're just getting started, I recommend starting with 12-12 and then just work your way up, especially if you've never fasted before. So you can just start with 12 hours of fasting and 12 hours of eating, and then you can increase your fasting window by an hour or so every day until you reach those 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating window. The idea of flexible fasting simplifies intermittent fasting minus the drama and the overwhelm of having to establish strict time windows. I am a firm believer that the more strict things are, the harder they are to stay committed to because if you slip up just one time, you're more likely to get into your head and then that's when self-doubt and self-sabotage and the case of the fuckets come in. So having flexibility allows you to have a feeling of control over this new habit and you'll be able to see if fasting is a good fit for you without having to go from zero to 100 and jumping right into fasting for 24 hours and just being hangry as fuck, right? What I like about the concept of flexible fasting is that I can change the time windows around as needed. So if I happen to eat a late dinner at like 8.30 one night, I know that the next day, I won't have my next meal until at least 8.30 a.m. if I were doing that 12 hours on and 12 hours off fast, or if I were doing the 16-hour fast, then my next meal wouldn't be until 12.30 p.m. the next day. I know that sounds like a long time, but if you're eating a solid dinner, you aren't really going to wake up hungry. One very important thing to remember, it's really important that you keep yourself hydrated if you're going to be doing intermittent fasting. So you're actually going to want to increase your water intake even more than your normal intake, which generally should be half your body weight in ounces. And yes, you can have plain coffee or tea. It's actually completely okay, but just limit the use of sugary additions because sugar on an empty stomach spikes your blood sugar basically goes right into your bloodstream. So be really careful with how much sugar you're adding to your tea or your coffee um, if you're doing intermittent fasting. And when you're ready to break your fast, make sure you're eating nutritious, high-quality whole foods, not like 
a coffee cake, okay? And just because you're eating whatever you want within that given window, it doesn't mean it's a free-for-all for junk foods and empty calories because they can and will offset all the good that you're doing. Remember, even if weight loss is your goal, it isn't just losing weight. It's about getting healthy. You can actually be skinny and unhealthy. I actually see it quite a bit. So as with anything, this method will take time. It may take six to eight weeks to really see the full benefits of what you're doing. It'll take time to become a daily habit. And in the beginning, you might feel uncomfortable or lightheaded or low energy or hangry. So you will need to push through that. Your body will need to adjust. And sometimes those first few days, honestly, they suck. That's why staying hydrated is so important when it comes to intermittent fasting. So I do recommend giving it at least 30 days before you determine if this is going to be a good strategy for you. So if you think that this is something that you may want to try, here's a recap so that you can start your flexible intermittent fasting in four simple steps. Step number one, pick your time frame. And if this is totally new for you, just start with 12 hours, 12 hours on, 12 hours off. Number two, take note of the time you eat your last meal so that you can start the clock for your next meal the next day. So a minimum of 12 hours later, that's when you'll eat again. Step number three, when you eat, make sure that you're making healthier choices throughout the day. And you can simply do this by crowding out the processed or sugary foods with more healthy whole foods. Now you may be thinking, what the fuck is a whole food? Simply put, whole foods are generally characterized as foods that have not been processed, refined, or had ingredients added to them. Step number four, don't forget to increase your water intake. The benefits of drinking more water are countless, but again, it will help you avoid fatigue and brain fog while your body gets used to not having to digest food every few hours. It's going to take your body a little bit of time to adjust. I know that when I first heard about intermittent fasting, I thought it was hard and complicated. And I love flexibility, so flexible intermittent fasting really works for my lifestyle and my personality. I am a firm believer that food shouldn't be complicated, exercising shouldn't be complicated, being healthy shouldn't be complicated, weight loss shouldn't be complicated, hence the name of my podcast. Any opportunity that I can find to make something a little less complicated or simplify it or add some flexibility to it, I'm going to give it a try. So this actually really, really works for me and it could possibly work for you as well. So if you decide to give flexible intermittent fasting a try, be sure to let me know so that I can support you along the way. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week.